Spielman and Hooley, We Tackle Life podcast. Well, I would say the uh, Giants are vindicated on picking Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins, at least at this point in time. Dwayne Haskins is done. He's I think he's persona non grata in Washington. He's, he's done. inactive every week. Yeah, he's done in Washington. I mean, you don't have once what once the coaches lose confidence in you. That's that's it. When well, they, yeah, that's it. Dwayne Haskins done, but Chase Young is not. Chase Young, you'll get to see Sunday. I assume the Bengals game will be on. I haven't looked at the TV listings, but uh, hopefully it will be as uh, the Buckeyes. Outstanding defensive end, number two overall pick in the NFL draft. Guy who could easily win NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year goes against Joe Burrow, the number one pick. Former Buckeye quarterback, of course. Good morning, everybody. It's a Friday edition of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Chris is on his way to Charlotte, where he has the Carolina Panthers game this weekend. So we'll soldier on without him, and uh, that's too bad because his Maslin Tigers, ladies and gentlemen, We'll have a home field, a home field. I was going to say a home field advantage, but I don't know that they'll have a home field advantage. Tonight at 6-15 against Akron Hoban. Uh, the high school state championship games have been moved on the spur of the moment from Fortress Obets to Paul Brown Tiger Stadium in Maslin, where young Chris Spielman, number 33 in your scorebook, uh, played for the Tigers back in the day at uh, linebacker, running back, and at least punt returner. I don't know what I, he probably was place kicker too. Uh, he does it all uh, here on the podcast, as we all know. It's a much bigger show. <laughs> Spiels is here, and he did it all back in the day for Maslin. So, how did this happen? Well, I talked to Doug Ute, the commissioner of the Ohio High School Athletic Association, yesterday, and he said that in the wake of Mayor Andrew Ginther's. Uh, what is it, stay-at-home order? I, I got to keep track of the governor and the Ginther and their own and, and their individual constitutional uh, applications of their power. Notice I didn't say overreach. They believe their powers allow them to do what they're doing. It's disputed by some, including me, but nevertheless, I'm a rule follower and I'm trying to live at peace with all men. So the governor's curfew is not why they moved the games. The governor's curfew, which went into effect last night at 10 o'clock, caused the Ohio High School Athletic Association to change game times for the championships at Fortress Obets so that everyone could be out of Fortress Obets and in their cars by 10 o'clock. Because apparently the curfew, you're not in violation of it if you're in your car on your way back home to Maslin. That was... The first take. Then the next day, Andrew Ginther and a bevy of Franklin County health officials instituted a stay-at-home order unless you're out getting groceries, getting medicine, going to work, going to school, which I don't know any schools are open, but at any rate, the stay-at-home order is what prompted a phone call from Nate Moore, the head coach at Maslin, to the Ohio High School Athletic Association, and Nate Moore said, hey, if you got a problem playing during the Franklin County shutdown, then come on up here to Maslin and you can play not just our game against Hoban Friday night at 6 o'clock, tonight at 6 o'clock, but you can play all six championship games. Say, wait a minute, aren't there seven divisions in Ohio? There are. Division one's already been decided. They were one week ahead of everybody else. St. X beat Pick Central for the Division one title. 
So today at 1.15, New Bremen will take on Warren JFK Public School, New Bremen, against private school, Warren JFK Catholic School. Uh, at 1.15 for the Division Seven title, and then at 6.15 it'll be Hoban and Maslin, two undefeated teams. I think it's a rematch of, if not last year's title game, then last year's regional championship game, or maybe semifinal game. As for some reason, Maslin's in the Central District now. Because they're doing, see if Spiels isn't here, or I would say, they're doing everything they can to give Maslin the chance to win one state championship on the field. I'm teasing. Maslin's a great program and great history and all that stuff. But it's odd, isn't it odd, that they have never won a state championship in the playoff era? No, they haven't. So tonight they go for it against Hoban. Hoban's no slouch. Hoban's Hoban's won like three out of the last four or something like that. So, um, DeSales is in the championship. They play Saturday. I think they. I think DeSales plays Chardon. I'm not sure of the time on that. It's either 115 or 615. And then Sunday, there are uh, two games as well. So, uh, that's the deal on the high schools. So, COVID, 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 COVID intrudes on sports yet again. Uh, it has not yet, and hopefully will not, intrude on what will be... Um, Odd enough, the Buckeyes' toughest regular season test. Uh, playing at Penn State, it's hard to say that was a tough test when Penn State's now 0-4. So Indiana, number 9 in the country, taking on number 3 Ohio State. Saturday, Ohio Stadium at noon. So you can, uh, well, you can't go to that game. You can't even go to that game if you're a parent. Uh, that's the other, uh, see, COVID and, and uh, sports intersects because COVID, it's a virus. It infects everything. It infects the Buckeye parents' ability to go watch their sons play for Ryan Day against Indiana. No staff, families, no Ryan. I assume this means that uh, Ryan Day's wife and kids can't even go to the game. Uh, can Gene Smith go to the game? I, I don't know if Gene can go or not. Uh, but at any rate, no parents. So it will be a morgue-like Ohio Stadium with cardboard cutouts and apparently no people sitting in the stands for the noon kickoff tomorrow against Indiana. Uh, this will come down to, to me, Indiana's got no shot. The odds makers are on my side. 21-point favorite, Ohio State. I mean, I would dare say Ohio State has never been a 21-point favorite against a top-10 opponent when they're a top-10 opponent. That just doesn't happen. Top 10 games are supposed to be, you know, expected to be much more competitive than the oddsmakers think this one will be. And I'm not going to be stupid and say that the oddsmakers are wrong because they build those big hotels for a reason. They blow up big hotels to build bigger hotels on the same property. So I'm expecting conservatively. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Don't bet me. Don't bet my advice, please. Don't Don't bet, period. But don't bet my advice. But I would say, you know, 45-24. Looks like the score, right? Because Ohio State's defense, yeah, you could see him giving up 24 to Indiana. Indiana's pretty good uh, for what they're capable of being. Uh, Michael Penix is okay. I don't think he's very accurate. Uh, I think he could, uh, Michael Penix could throw three or four interceptions. He could fumble twice in that game tomorrow. He's not, his ball security, I, I just think he puts the ball up and he's not accurate. And uh, we'll see. You know, their receivers are good. Wap Fillier's good. Uh, uh, Fry Fogel's good. Their running back's pretty good. Stevie Scott's pretty good. I think Tom Allen's done a nice job at Indiana. But it's like a 
drag race between a uh, top fuel dragster, Ohio State, and a nice uh, stock Camaro off the showroom floor. That's what this is. Uh, Ohio State's going to have their way with Indiana's defense, even though Indiana's defense is certainly better than Michigan's defense. Um, but it's not going to be that close, I don't think. So we'll see. But uh, if Indiana were to win this game, uh, I can't envision that Ohio State would be a college football playoff team. I can't envision it because Indiana would have to lose twice in its remaining, what, four games, three games, uh, given that it would have a head-to-head victory over Ohio State. And I just don't think that will happen because Indiana will make Big Ten history if it beats Ohio State. As I said on the Wednesday podcast, no team has ever beaten Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State in the same season. Now, this is an asterisky type stat because Penn State's only been in the Big Ten since 1993. A lot of teams that were good didn't play all four. I'm sure the years that Alvarez's Wisconsin teams that won three Rose Bowls in the 90s, they didn't play all four. Uh, Northwestern, when they had their little run, they didn't play Ohio State, so they couldn't beat all four. So, you know, that's – but it is what it is. The stat's true. It's just um, two things can be true at once. Nobody's done it, if Indiana indeed does do it. And two, not everybody's gotten a chance to do it. So uh, Michigan and Mar- Michigan State and Maryland are canceled. So those of you who thought Maryland, which foolishly – this was a foolish thought uh, – those of you who thought Maryland just didn't want to play Ohio State, and so it trumped up its COVID numbers so it wouldn't have to play Ohio State, I don't think Maryland scared a Mel Tucker in Michigan State. So Maryland now has uh, its second game canceled. I believe Michigan State's had two canceled. Mm, could be wrong on that. Um, so that's the Big Ten on the football field. The big, big news, of course, for many of you who are obsessed with with the future of Buckeye football more than you are the present of Buckeye football. And you say, well, I'm not that. Oh, yes, if you're into recruiting, you are. Yesterday, Ohio State received a commitment, a non-binding verbal commitment. That's what they are from Quinn Ewers. And I don't even know if I'm saying the kid's last name correctly. It's E-W-E-R-S. It might be Ewers. I don't know. Because I don't obsess about the future of Buckeye football. I'm more focused on the present of Buckeye football. But he's a big-time quarterback recruit. He's from Texas. This makes Tom Herman look bad. Not that he needed any help looking bad. Because Quinn Ewers, Ewers, Ewers was a Texas commit in August. Well, things haven't gone so well for Tom Herman and the Texas Longhorns since August. And so Ryan Day, Corey Dennis swoop in there. And they get Quinn uh, Ewers, Ewers, Ewers to give his verbal commitment to Ohio State, which set OSU's uh, fawning press corps uh, 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 all over the place yesterday with, uh, you know, Twitter celebrations and stuff. Uh, So this sets up a transfer um, sweepstakes for jilted Ohio State quarterback prospects because C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller – are on campus now and on the team now, waiting for Justin Fields to win the Heisman Trophy and head to the NFL as the, I don't know, first or second quarterback or maybe third quarterback taken. 
uh, kid from BYU, kid from North Dakota State, kid named Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. I don't know where Justin's going to go in that. Justin, to me, is a really sweet prospect. But um, so Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud, they, they're in the front seat of the car. Coming in to sit in the uh, back seat of the car next year is uh, Kyle McCord, who's like the number 20-something player in the country and a number two or three pro-style quarterback. Then standing alongside of the road waiting for the car to pick him up is now this uh, Quinn uh, Ewers. Ewers, Ewers. And he's from South Lake, Texas. Number two overall player in the country, according to the Recruitniks. Number one quarterback in 2022. So let's see. Next year it's going to be Stroud or Miller or McCord. And then after that, uh, the kid the Texas kid comes in and that could mean there'll be a big battle royale for the position in the spring of 2022 I would think whoever wins the job and is a quarterback next year is going to be staying a quarterback beyond that and once McCord and either Stroud or Miller whichever one doesn't win the competition they're going to transfer and, you know, <laughs> stock up on the Ohio State quarterback transfers. You might have heard of a kid named Joe Burrow who went to LSU and fared okay, won the national championship, won the Heisman Trophy. So the secondary recruiting market for jilted Ohio State quarterbacks, pretty strong. And at least two of these guys, maybe three, will be out, out, out of here because why would they stick around? This is the thing I said last year when Justin Fields was at the Heisman Trophy finalist. Uh, Jalen Hurts was a Heisman Trophy finalist. And Joe Burrow was a Heisman Trophy finalist. If three guys at the Heisman Trophy ceremony are there because they transferred and found greener pastures somewhere else, why would any kid who's a four- and five-star at, by definition, the place where you only one can play it's not like you have two quarterbacks like you do two offensive tackles. Why would any kid stick around? I wouldn't. I'd look for greener pastures. I'd look for an offense I can plug into. I'd look for a place I can start. And, you know, you got Jacob Eason had a great year last year at Washington. And um, on and on and on. So Ohio State will, have, you know, you just know that when you bring in four kids like this, and Ryan Day knows it, he says competition makes you better. He's right about that. Uh, the only thing that happens is screws you is when these kids leave – and your starter then gets injured. And then you're stuck with... Um, I just think there's there's value. If I were Ryan Day, what I would do is I would look for a program quarterback. And by a program quarterback, I mean get the best quarterback in the state of Ohio who you know is going to love being a Buckeye. And the fact that he's a Buckeye and the fact that he's setting himself up for success in the business community after that, he may play in the NFL. He may be really good. He may play in the NFL. But you can't be scrambling to go get graduate transfers. Well, I mean, you can, but I just wouldn't do it. To go get graduate transfers and, you know, ex-walk-ons and stuff like that as your backups because the line then, you're one hit away from having a Lamborghini lineup and, um, you know, um, uh, a, a rookie mechanic trying to fix it. If you get a non, if 
you, if your quarterback is a fallback guy who's just somebody you scrambled to find on the open market because, oh, my gosh, this kid transferred and this kid transferred and this kid transferred, we're down to one quarterback. So we'll see. But, hey, you got to try to recruit the best, and they are, and they're doing a tremendous job, and Ohio State better hang on to Ryan Day as long as they can. I think the NFL is going to want Ryan Day really quickly. But the only job that I, the only two jobs that I expect are to be open in the NFL, New York Giants and Houston Texans. Uh, Ryan Day should just hang up the phone if they call him because the Texans have not great ownership and the Giant and, and the Jets are just. There's a reason the Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since Joe Willie Namath. Okay, so Browns play the Eagles. Uh, while we're on Ohio State, let me mention Ohio State basketball schedule is finally out. All uh, of seven days, basically, before they play their season opener. November the 25th against Illinois State. Parts of the schedule look like a Thad Mata schedule, but that's COVID's fault. It's not Chris Holtman's fault, because Chris Holtman wanted to play in the Bad Boy Mowers crossover classic in South Dakota, and Bruce Hooley wanted to play there, too, because Bruce Hooley was going to get to go to that. Now, I won't get to go visit the Land of Enchantment and uh, Governor Christy Nome and the... Uh, um, um, Mount Rushmore and the Badlands and all those things I was looking forward to seeing. Not happening. So they have to play Illinois State on Thanksgiving weekend at 2 p.m. I'm guessing that's a Saturday. 25th? Uh, Today's the 20th? No, it's not a Saturday. Interesting. Anyway, 2 p.m., Illinois State. Uh, Then there are other home games... I was going to say sorry season ticket holders, but I'm not sure you're getting it anyway. UMass Lowell. Uh, that sounds like an accountant, doesn't it? Here, come do business with me. I'm UMass Lowell. Uh, Moorhead State, Alabama A&M. Woo-wee. Thad approves. But he wouldn't approve of the, of the non-home portion of the schedule. At Notre Dame in the ACC Big Ten Challenge on December the 8th. And against Roy Boy Williams, Deputy Dog himself, and the North Carolina Tar Heels on December the 19th in Cleveland at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yes. So those are Ohio State's non-conference games, and then they're supposed to play 20 Big Ten games. I hope they play 20 Big Ten games. Chris Holtman said it last week. I'm putting together a 27-game schedule. I don't expect to play a 27-game schedule. That's sad, but that's the reality. Okay. Now to the Brownies. The Brownies play the Eagles at home on Sunday. Uh, they're 6-3. and three. They're in a great position. But the Eagles coming to Cleveland sub-500 yet leading the NFC East feel a little bit to me like the Raiders coming from Las Vegas off a stinko performance the week before and then just flat-out dominating the Browns in a weather-marred game. So I'm just saying... Browns better pay attention to their business because if they don't, the Eagles are good enough to beat them. Uh, so that is where we are with all of that. I've gone all the way through the podcast without throwing love toward our sponsors, and they are phenomenal sponsors, starting with um, our friends at Willis Spangler Starling Attorneys. Uh, they are so equipped to handle any issue you have. See, when I found Willis Spangler Starling, the relief to me was, okay, I don't have to go hunt an attorney for this, for that, for the other. I can know that whatever comes up in our lives from a legal perspective, whether it's a something we have to defend ourselves on or something we have a question about or we're, we're in the middle of something, we have a an injury, 
workers' compensation. We have like wills or estate, those kinds of things. They can handle it. They've got specialists for all this, yet it's a really low-key, down-to-earth firm. When you go in, you'll feel so at home at uh, their offices on Truman Boulevard. WillisAttorneys.com, W-I-L-L-I-S, attorneys.com. That's their website. And you can tell they're fun because when you read their blog, it's like, wow, they're not a bunch of stuffy attorneys. They look like a bunch of, you know, really down-to-earth folks. And they are down-to-earth folks and really good folks, too. Willis Spangler Starling, online at willisattorneys.com. You guys uh, tarried. There's a word we don't use very much. You tarried and the Hemisphere Coffee Discount Shopping Club gift certificates at 98.9 The Answer are gonzo. But I think they might be offering more. I'll have details on that. But you can't go there and get your $30 gift card for $15 anymore. You have to um, get your 15% discount when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, WETACKLELIFE in all caps. You'll be all set up. This is that time of year where you're doing the obligatory if you're a business or maybe if you're someone and you got to send Aunt Bessie in Colorado a Christmas gift or you don't know what to send. Heaven forbid the millennial on your Christmas gift uh, gift list. You're like, what am I going to get him? Get him something unique, okay? And something personal too. Don't just send him a gift card. Get him a gift pack from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. A little chocolate, little tea, little... Uh, coffee sourced from around the world, best growers. They have gift packs put together, sample packs, all kinds of stuff. Go to their website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Click on all the different options that you have for gift packs, and they'll ship it for you. It's no muss, no fuss, done, and you're a hero. That's the way to go, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps, and you'll get 15% off. All right. So... Um, got up this morning and was thinking of a couple of friends who are in the midst of a crisis. This will be the faith portion of the podcast. And I'm disappointed in myself because yesterday is a day that, um, is particularly difficult for one friend of mine. And I didn't reach out to him yesterday. I got involved in my day. I wasn't able to get in my Bible yesterday. I got involved in my day. And, okay, so I, (laughs) all the promises of God that I hold on to, that I know are rock solid, none of that changes. But I am aware, because there's other times in my life, things can happen on a daily basis that are must-dos, right? In my case, yesterday, I got an unexpected visitor. I had a couple phone calls that came across that required my immediate attention. There were some uh, work obligations that came across, and then it was time to go to work. You know what it's like. Life gets in the way, right? Life intrudes. And I got out of my routine, my spiritual routine in the morning, my Sleep felt good. It's the only day of the week that I can sleep in past like 6 in the morning, Thursdays. And I got distracted. I got off track. And so I have to be so aware that a Thursday away from the Word of God, prayer time, journaling, thinking, pondering, listening, 
can lead to a Friday the same because now I'm going to have to make a trip to Maslin. I wasn't planning on that. I thought Sunday I'd have my state championship football game to cover for PressProsMagazine.com, and I could get a bunch of stuff done here Saturday, and I could you know head on over there after church on Sunday. Now that's different. Now I'm going up Saturday because I've been uh, the switch of venues for the high school games is. Uh, brought a little bit more work to my doorstep, which is fine, but I have to adjust. But that could easily be a day where I don't get in the word because I'll have to get up Saturday early and drive up there. Sunday, I'll be with, you know, people I work with up there, and it'll be I'm out of my routine. I'm not home. I don't have my lovely red uh, reddish lazy boy to do my Bible time in. And then Monday, I'll get home late, you know, sleep short. Spiels will be here, crack it on. Now, look what's happened, okay? A Thursday without that time that I spend alone with the Lord has led to a Friday where I had other things good that caused me not to spend that time with the Lord to a Saturday, to a Sunday, to a Monday when I didn't get a lot of sleep and I got a podcast and I got a second podcast and I got to go to work. And now what's happened? I've detached from the time that I refresh my love for and attachment to God. I've now detached without any purposeful decision to detach. It's just happened. It's all good. It's all got to be attended to. It's all got to be done but I've now detached for almost a week. So that's how we drift. That's how we drift. Drifting away from God is no different than these tragic stories that you hear of people who go out to swim in the ocean and the undertow or the tide takes them out and they get caught and they know where they want to be, but they can't get to where they want to be because forces are pulling against them. Life is a force that pulls against you and pulls you away from your relationship with God. It certainly has been true of my life. And then you get to a point where you go, what am I doing here? I don't want to be here. I never wanted to be here. I never wanted to drift here. Well, nobody makes that decision. The compromises in life are not leaps and bounds. The compromises in life are tiny steps. Tiny steps. And so I would just encourage you to do a self-inventory and say, am I drifting? Do I, what do I really want out of my life? What do I really want out of my relationship with God? This compromise I'm going to make today, I can justify. But I would tell you that in my life, every compromise I've made, I've been able to justify. But at the end, when I finally take a longer view, a 40,000-foot view, and I go, man, I've, I've drifted in the look in the last week, look in the last month, look in the last year, look in the last, and this is for, true for me, and it'll look at me in the last decade, How did I get here? I don't want to be here. The beautiful thing about God is he always welcomes you back. 
He always welcomes you back because he just loves you so much. He gave his son to die so you can have a relationship with him. We couldn't have a relationship with God unless we're restored to a, to a condition where he can view us as sinless, holy, acceptable to him. Jesus makes us that way with what he did for us at the cross. And when we claim it, then God says, I don't see Bruce's rotten attitude. I don't see Bruce's potty mouth. I don't see Bruce's impatience. I don't see Bruce's rudeness. I see Bruce as perfect because I know my son Jesus was perfect. And Bruce has attached himself to that. And voila, Bruce is a new creation. So that's the love of God right there. Because in, in human terms, if someone did to me, ignored me, misrepresented me, disgraced me, grieved me, the way that my failures do all of that to God, I'd never let him back in my life. I wouldn't. I would never trust him. I would never accept him. Or it would be very difficult. It would require spiritual power of forgiveness to do that. But our humanness is that we would never forgive that. But God is not geared like we are, thank goodness. So he'll always welcome you back if you come with a contrite heart, a truly repentant heart. So I would just say that today my admonition for myself is my admonition for you, which is don't drift. Don't drift. And with that, uh, I will bid you adieu for a Friday edition of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. I hope you're buttoned up on your health insurance front. Mid-December is the end of open enrollment. I'm a person, I have a little corner of the countertop in our kitchen where my wife puts my stuff, my mail, my little papers that I leave, notes to myself, my headphones, what else is on that pile? Anything and ever my wallet, usually my keys. That's the place where if I hadn't taken care of our health insurance, I would bury the notice, hey, open enrollment ends December the 15th. So if you've got a place where you bury stuff, don't let open enrollment pass without you allowing Chrissy and the AUI team to take a good hard look at your insurance and let you know whether you're in the best plan for you and your family. AUIinfo.com, AUIinfo.com. That's one benefit of going to Maslin is I'll be able to connect with uh, Chrissy, Steve, and the AUI team. Great people. So uh, their chat feature makes it so easy. You can just set your appointment up on a Zoom call, on a phone call. They'll come see you if you want them to. AUIinfo.com for health insurance inventory and all the questions that you need answers. And, yes, it is free, and it's free because the health insurance providers pay them. You don't pay them a dime. So that's the end of the podcast today. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, I will be bleary-eyed and yet bushy-tailed on Monday when I see my friend Chris again as he will be back from Charlotte and I will be back from Maslin where I hope I can hail the first ever state title for the Mighty Tigers of Maslin, Ohio. Go Tigers! And we'll see you again on Monday.